0: Welcome friends,
1: this is a controversially numbered episode, episode 169 of Tell Me Where to Turn.
2: Took six seconds to make that joke.
1: (laughs) In like the first five we were just fiddling with how to get started recording.
2: (laughs) That's usually kind of how that starts anyway.
1: Yeah, this was this was the visual over here. I it's been a while since we recorded, so I opened up the iTunes or the uh, podcast app to verify what episode number we were on. I saw the last episode was one sixty eight. Just nodded knowingly, closed the app, and was like, "Well, I know where we're starting this one."
2: It's the only reason we're doing this.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Tommy Two Underscore Zero, and you can find the show at Where To Turn Pod.
2: You can find me at Glenn 3 underscore 11.
0: And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave.
2: And you can find me
1: enjoying a 98 calorie, oh, 85 calorie
2: Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. Probably have two of them then. That leads to my first question. How much more weight have you gained, Fatty.
1: (laughs) I weighed myself right before I came
2: down. I'm pleased
1: to announce that we are down to a svelte 182 from a high of 187. Okay. And we are also, tease ahead to my next appearance on the Swole Society, we are a uh, the remainder of this week and one more week away from completing the Athlean-X Inferno. I'm impressed. And let me tell you, I've never felt
0: stronger. I'm... I, I could just knock down a house right now. <laughs> it's a good program. And since that was touched, Season 2 of Soul Society will be recorded in the next couple days. First episode of Season 2, so get ready. Well, that's so been
2: it's, since, like, March, right?
0: Yes. Took some time off. <laughs> Had some recovery days.
2: It's always good to rest and take a little time away.
0: Do so you guys want to a quick uh, story that I'm going to share on episode one of season two and I want to get you guys thoughts on this okay so we got a lot to cover in the next few episodes because a lot's happened during that time off and one of the things that'll be covered in this very next episode that will probably start a fight between me and Muscle Matt because I have very strong opinions on what exercises you are allowed to ask for a spot on but here's one I'd never seen before until I saw it a few weeks ago I'm going to try to describe this so everyone will know what we're talking about so it's essentially it's a a weighted ab crunch with the pulley like the rope pulley right so you have the pulley high
1: wait you're is this kind of down
2: on a is this what Chris Benoit did? No, no. He was using a pulley, but he wasn't crunching his abs. It was more his neck. <laughs> There's vocal cords. Oh gosh.
0: Oh my gosh. Alright, so you have you know you have the pulley above you, you have the like the you know, rope, and you're kinda like on your knees and you're gonna crunch um, down.
1: Tell me more. <laughs> Just slow just slow down just a touch.
0: So, there's a lady there doing it. Oh, my and God. I <laughs> <laughs> this over. is
2: episode 169. <laughs> okay, it's over.
0: <laughs> and I will give her credit because she was doing it properly in the sense that a lot of people, like, sit back. Like, they just kind of, like... You know they have they're on their knees and then they just like kind of let their weight pull the stack down. But she kept more horizontal and was actually crunching the weight down. But apparently she was having problems keeping her lower half of her legs, like feet, calf areas, on the ground. Right? I don't know what geometry was causing that, but she asked a random stranger, someone she doesn't know, like, "Hey." Can you hold my calves on the ground so she's essentially in a crawling position? <laughs> then this guy, my, there's many, there's many ways to do this, but he chose with the also get in a crawling position. Oh <laughs> so my. it's like a full human centipede. Oh and my! I just turn around, I'm like, what is this? And then yeah, she you know did. Ten reps, and then thank you very much. And he <laughs> detached himself from the centipede and went on about his way. Wow. I, I mean, you yeah. got some a
2: shower. You got a few options there, but I don't know. I mean, the option he chose was the first one that that came to mind. Uh, I mean, I guess you could do kind of the. The uh, like the way Omas pinned the new day and just kind of stand, <laughs> put a foot down on her calves.
1: Yeah, for some reason I was just picturing it where you were just going to use the, your you know use your feet to kind of just hold maybe enough pressure there to keep him from popping off the ground. The uh, getting down on all fours. <laughs> I've never been so revved up for a podcast.
0: So more like that coming on the Swole Society. <laughs>
2: Well, that's a shocking season two. Season two, <laughs> coming uh, coming soon
1: to all your podcast subscription outlets. I'm having a little bit of trouble on the home front myself. I expended probably more than 85 calories to get this beer out, because we are now running a four-person household out of a dorm refrigerator. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. The uh the old GE profile has decided to stop working for the third time in 6 months.
0: Thought this was when Tommy confesses he uses a gas-powered refrigerator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll There's a shortage. That. We'll get to that. The uh the shortage has hit Tennessee hard. Yeah, I had the uncomfortable Refrigerator Repairman out today It turned out to be Hong Kong Paul Apparently (laughs) Which I haven't heard from him in a long time The um, Cost to repair the refrigerator Was estimated at just under $600 And I am now faced with the What do you do Fix it or buy a new one Conundrum
2: How long have you had it?
1: It was inherited with the house. So, the best I can tell, it's a six year old refrigerator that I've had for two.
2: Hmm. Boy, that is a tough decision. I mean, what is, uh, what's the diagnosis here? What is, di- what is wrong with it?
1: The diagnosis is, again, according to Paul, that, uh, this model of refrigerator has a, um, Achilles heel that's a fan that powers the uh, the refrigerator part, the freezer part still working. And he pretty much told me, he said, yeah, I can fix it. It won't be warrantied because these the way that the refrigerator was designed, it doesn't get the right airflow to keep it cool. And they just continually break. And he even said, I've replaced this before and it's broken within a week after I replaced
0: it. So... Just to summarize the Achilles heel of the GE refrigerator is refrigerating <laughs>
2: Which, and it breaks repeatedly sometime within a week so I think you I think you've answered your question here yeah
1: well here's here's the uh, couple of mitigating factors uh, because of the pandemic because of basically the Biden administration I'm gonna go ahead and say it <laughs> okay. <laughs> Refrigerators are not easily obtained new. So if you, if you go to Home Depot, because I did uh, yesterday, you're looking at for probably the lower end models a month and for anything considered on the middle to higher end two to three months to have it delivered. Wow. Paul can have the fan motor ordered and installed in five to seven days, I was told. And the third mitigating factor for your consideration is I typed in the model number of this specific refrigerator because I was trying to get the full dimensions, not that I was going to rebuy this one. Come to find out, this is a $3,000 refrigerator that I have in my house. And the ones that I was pricing to replace it were much lower in the you know fifteen to $1,800 range. So this is a pretty valuable piece of equipment just to discard.
2: I was gonna say, can you sell those things?
1: You could probably sell it on, a, you know, sell it on a Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. But I, I, I don't know. Uh, I would be pretty sketchy on selling one that we knew had such a serious problem. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to have repercussions down the line when um, somebody decides to come back and try to get a make good out of me.
2: I'm just thinking you could. You could order a new one that doesn't have the Achilles heel of (laughs) of not cooling and then get this one fixed and then sell it later for the amount that it costs to to fix it. So that's just a wash and you just, you bought a new refrigerator.
1: So I guess the fourth mitigating factor is I'm pretty rich and that sounds like a lot of work.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm not going to do it. I like to suggest these things, but I've had the same refrigerator since 2005 and things are going pretty well.
0: No, I had the very, when you first started talking about this, the very arrested development moment of, I don't know what a refrigerator costs (laughs) because each house I've moved into, you know, they just left it and never had a problem with them. So I've bought like one fridge for like the garage at my old house, you know, just a, you know, not eBay, Craigslist type purchase, but I've never bought like a nice
2: refrigerator (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I don't have a nice one. I was in the dark as well.
2: Right.
0: Just move, buy a new house.
2: That's a good idea.
1: Well, again, thanks to the Biden administration, there's uh, no houses being built. Infrastructure's (laughs) falling apart. Gasoline can't be purchased. I'm down to one more trip to the office, and I'm going to be on the side of the road. (laughs) With your maid. (laughs) she's not on the side of the road anymore.
2: Just constantly.
1: She was was rescued from the side of the road. I'll have you know.
2: I think Hong Kong Paul would pull up behind your vehicle and be like, yeah, I can fix that. But the Achilles heel on these things, is they run out of gas. (laughs) This whole gas thing has got me really
1: spooked because they tell me that in Tennessee, we were not in any way affected by the actual pipeline hack or any type of supply chain issue they say this is 100 percent driven by you know probably the same people that were buying toilet paper this time last year it's just people stocking up but all all the gas stations are out of gas right now so when i drive in our immediate area around the neighborhood every station all the pumps are bagged i I haven't seen this many hoses bagged since um... (laughs) oh sorry that's a that's for a different podcast. That's for the, is that for the swole society?
0: <laughs> I mean, in a way, it was swole. You guys have surely seen the video of the woman pumping it into like a grocery sack. Yes. Is that real? How can that be real?
1: Yeah, I've I've uh I have not I mean, I've heard about that. I haven't seen it. But I did yeah, you know, I did see one of a guy basically just with one of those, uh, you know, container store, just general storage tubs. It's like, what could possibly go wrong?
0: Someone redid the come and take it flag with like a gas pump and a grocery sack. I saw that floating around.
2: Uh, yeah, all these containers that certainly there's no risk of any type of static electricity or spark, whether they're F-150, which is... <laughs> go up in flames on the interstate
0: I just like to think of the woman filling up the plastic grocery sack pulling up next to uh, Tommy and I back in our racing days as we're unloading like four jugs and filling them up with <laughs> generator gas and she's like man look at these idiots with their special gas cans
2: <laughs> Just put it in a trash bag <laughs> hold it over your shoulder <laughs> wow well that's a story we will continue to follow for sure
1: Yeah, we've just gone back to the office full time, and I may have to tap out in the second week because I can't get to the office.
2: I was going to say, as much as uh, I have to drive my truck, I'll let you know, like, I don't know, sometime around July the 4th, whether I'm low on (laughs) gas or not.
1: Well, I heard you had to drive the truck somewhere recently.
2: You guys ever go to the dermatologist?
0: I have never been to a dermatologist.
1: I don't want to spoil your story because I don't know where you're going, but I've been twice, once in Tennessee, once in Texas, and those were without question the two hottest women I've ever been close to in my entire life.
2: Okay, so... And if that's yeah, where you're
1: going, I, I apologize, but that was my experience. No,
2: I think this is a story of, of where I've been previously and where I went this time, or the, just the different experiences because I, I went back to this, the same place I've gone before, but it's been at least three years, I think, since I've been. And I've probably been five times total to this to this same place. Just get, you know, every year checkup, which is actually every two to three years probably. And the only reason that I go is I don't have any history of that in my family or anything like that. It's just like the random story you hear of, Oh, here's the person who is perfectly healthy and no risk factor and then they came down with melanoma and then 6 months later they're dead.
1: Did you just describe yourself as perfectly healthy? Cuz I take great offense at that. <laughs> I no. would I would invite you to listen to episodes 1 through 168.
2: <laughs> the 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 people in the uh, uh these illustrations are perfectly healthy not necessarily me all the more reason to go so that's the only reason I've ever I've ever been so i mean my first thought is man what a racket this is like you go in they you know they ask you some general questions like okay this is just uh anything you've you've noticed that looks weird anything you're concerned about <laughs> and i'm like related to my skin or you know <laughs> You, were you uh, like talking to him about the DAC contract and yeah. stuff? <laughs> I'm like, I've got, <laughs> I've got this friend who sends, he takes a picture of this lady who's stuck in the ditch. <laughs> She's been there for since like the freeze. Um, so so they ask you questions like that, and then uh, they're like, okay, well the you know the actual doctor will be in here shortly. So while you're the first few times I went, they're like, okay, so go ahead and you strip. All the way down, except for you wear like these one size fits all, like medical boxers, and you sit down on the little, you know, on the table and, and you wait for the doctor to come in to complete the exam. Any questions so far?
0: In your past experiences, did the medical boxers stay on or?
2: Yeah <laughs> they they do. Okay. So that so they stay on, but every other uh visit I've ever had, first off, female doctor every time. Uh as requested. <laughs> no, I mean just hey. Uh, that's, that's just
1: That's a good question though. Are there male
2: dermatologists? We will get to that. So female doctor every time walks in, asks a few questions, Hey, you know they can, you know, kind of take a look at you know your face, neck, ears, whatever, and then and then they always have you like lay back and then and, and turn over, and they look at the back of your legs. They're looking, yeah, looking at everything, and they and they see stuff, and they're like, yeah, this is a you know trapezoidal ding dauber and this is fine. <laughs> this that's is a, just
1: that's a fleck of feces that you didn't <laughs> get. <laughs> right,
2: might want to don't actually clean yourself once in a while. But like this is this is not nothing to worry about. This is normal. This is whatever unless this starts to turn purple or green, don't, you know, don't worry about it. This Good advice. Yeah. This is something I have a a spot just below my uh like on my shin where where they tell me every time. They're like, "Don't worry about this. This is something that you either got hit by something or you fell and it just didn't heal right, so it made this weird bump." Whatever but as part of all those examinations as you're in the medical boxers they always go ahead and just do a brief look see everywhere <laughs> even if it's just for a little bit just kind of a hey how's it going okay everything everything looks okay so that's always that's always happened and you know what at this age like i don't care like going in for physical we need to we need to pull this. We need to put something here. I'm just like, I don't, whatever, whatever you need to do. Like 20 years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, let's just push that back. But, but now I don't care. So it can doesn't we, bother me.
0: Can we all in the trust tree here say the doctor's office, the, your, your gimmick has never looked worse than the condition it's in in the doctor's office. You're always (laughs) shortchanged because you're just
2: it's 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 a it's a bland environment. It's usually about five degrees too cold in there. I don't know. You guys haven't
1: seen you haven't seen my dermatologist.
2: Okay, so and that's all. I would always say you know doctor nurse one of the two is definitely thumbs up. This time, go in same experience. Ask the questions, how have you been? Anything you've noticed, you know, any concerns? Uh, you don't know, no. And nurse leaves. I guess in an ongoing global pandemic, there's no more the medical underwear, because they just said, Hey, just <laughs> just strip down to your underwear and they give you a little, you know, sheet thing to just kind of put over your lap. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. And so then door opens, doctor walks in, it's a dude. <laughs> i'm also fine with he i could not have had a more i mean this was a there's you know uh, three to seven laps left and we're not changing any tires we're just putting gas in <laughs> and we're getting you back out there it was like hey how's it going kind of look up and down here's that here's that oh, let me look at that hey how about you just stand up and take a look at your back and, you know, look at your legs and stuff like that. Like, I didn't even sit back down. Like, I'm standing up. I, he's been in, there's no way he was in there more than 90 seconds. And he's like, you know what? It's a good idea for you to come in every year, you know, just in case. I mean, you know, we're white. We're out in the sun all the time. It's Texas, and, uh, you know, you've got a chance to develop something. So, it's good to come to come in, but, you know, I don't see anything. So, uh, we'll see you next time. And as I check out and... You know, I've got a kind of a high deductible, and I see what I'm paying for this visit. <laughs> Needless to say, it'll probably be about 2024 before I consider going back again. I'm just going to roll the dice until then. For some
1: reason, the insurance coverage with dermatologists is, is weird because they don't the way the copay kicks in because I, I was was astounded at what I had to pay for my last visit.
2: Oh, mine had three and, figures. I'm telling you that. Yeah,
1: I had the same reaction, and and I didn't go in for the full body exam. Uh, I I give myself those nightly. I had a I had a, a wart on my foot, but I didn't know it was a wart at the time. I thought I had you know some kind of more serious condition because it was very painful. It turns out it's a very common situation. The lady looks at it for maybe five seconds, gets a can of aerosol, sprays it like, "I'm out of there!" I'm out of there within five minutes. Four hundred bucks. Good lord! And I have you good could, insurance. I, I let's be clear. Almost
0: fix a refrigerator.
1: <laughs> right, and you know what? And it was already cold, so it's already got one thing my refrigerator doesn't currently have <laughs> due to its chilly situation.
2: Wow, there are no refrigerators, and and in that luxurious neighborhood, you don't know anyone who just has like an extra one. No, oh, I think they...
1: I think everybody has an extra one.
2: I have an yeah. extra one,
1: but it's small. Oh, to go back to Dave's point earlier about being in the doctor's <laughs> office, we all have one. Just some are bigger <laughs> than others, but huh?
2: Wow. Well, we've uh, we've been away for several weeks. And it obviously begs the question, where exactly have we been? (laughs) And who's been in any place that might be luxurious at all? Tommy, have you taken a vacation recently or anything extravagant?
1: No. If if anything, I've been keeping things even more on the rails than normal. You know, in in these trying times, I think we all have to do our part to really try to conserve... We're we, we're right at the precipice of defeating COVID. So the last thing we want to do is is get on a plane and travel anywhere, be around a bunch of people. I, I feel like that would be highly irresponsible at this point. To
2: answer your question, no, I haven't uh, been anywhere. Well, and especially to an international international land. You know, taking think it outside travel of travel
1: is allowed right now. I, I feel like the U.S. is is still got pretty much the borders closed. So yeah, absolutely not.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially if you're looking uh, some are looking to create a a super spreader event as they're as it's referred to. Yeah. That's what they're
1: called. Well what about you? Have you been uh have you been anywhere?
2: No, I mean other than uh, I I've been to a couple of Texas Ranger baseball games, which I, I took, you know, my family to and I took Paul Bearer to, to one. Oh nice. And uh you know who I consider part of my family as well. For sure. And, in the inner circle. And otherwise, I've I've just stayed around the house. I've spent a lot of time in prayer.
1: <laughs> well, as you should. Our nation's at a, at a real crossroads. And I've, been,
2: I've been, you know, dating the wife as much as possible. But here at the house. Oh. You know, just safe the, and socially distanced. Yes, hey.
0: exactly. <clears throat> what about you? I have been on multiple trips. Do we want to start with Florida and then Mexico, or do we want to go reverse?
2: You went to Florida?
1: Yeah. I didn't even know about that. If if you were trying to rank the two most dangerous places to go for COVID, now we're going to exclude India, obviously, because who would go to India? Let's be honest. Would Florida and Mexico be one and two on that list? Yes. That is that even a question?
0: Man you want the ultimate gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price now i'm What's assuming florida
1: yeah i'm assuming you went to florida for some type of charity work or uh or something that you just couldn't get out of work related right uh,
0: i would say it was charity work it was a charity golf tournament <laughs> hosted by bill murray oh really yes did
2: you get them to, to meet this hero i
0: I mean, I didn't, you could have, if you wanted to, you could have gone up and talked to him. You got he to see was, him, though. Yeah, he was mingling at the uh, the after parties each night.
2: Parties?
0: Yes. Parties.
2: Would you have told him, Mr. Murray, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm a big fan of your work. Um, you know, here's my, you know, my favorite movie is this. Did you know that I have a podcast? Actually, I have two of <laughs> them.
0: Actually, I decided, and I didn't know this, um, but apparently Bill Murray and uh, Chevy Chase on, uh, I'm blanking on the golf movie. Caddyshack? Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah. Apparently, they really disliked each other. Yeah. I don't think they got along. So, if I had talked to him, I was going to be like, man, you were great in Fletch. And just (laughs) walk (laughs) (laughs) off. But I didn't. No, but here's uh here's why I wanted to, because I want to uh, say this because this blew my mind. Well, two things. One, the trip to Florida. So it was uh, uh, Jacksonville. Uh, we were actually playing at the King and Bear Course in St. Augustine, Florida, at the World Golf Resort. Um, but I haven't connected on a flight in forever. But there is no Austin to Jacksonville nonstop, which makes sense. They're smaller towns. Both trash
1: cities. I why would anybody want to go between them?
0: Not gonna argue that. But I will say this obviously this is all in the company dime. If you're flying first class everywhere, connecting flight not bad. So obviously first class seats. So you're first off the plane, we went through Charlotte. You get off at Charlotte, there's a Centurion Lounge right there which obviously the people I'm flying with all have access to and can get a guest like myself in. You walk up there, you have free drinks, free snacks. When your little American Airlines app pings you that they're now boarding, you walk down the stairs, you walk right onto the plane. You always hear about people that, you know, travel, you know, 250 days. If you have all the perks, it wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't be that bad. But the story I want to tell you, gentlemen from Florida. So we go there. We play. The golf tournament is obviously just one round, one day. We went a day early to play just by ourselves. And uh, so golf tournament day, uh, shotgun start. Right, so for those who aren't familiar, multiple you start groups on each hole, so it's not like a all, all day thing. And they actually had two, maybe three flights of a shotgun wow. start. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> so the whole thing is for charity. Like one night, they have an auction and all this stuff. Obviously, some of your money that you pay to go play. So we start on the fifteenth hole. That's S-scramble. our scramble. Scramble. Um, you know, four-team or four-person team. So it's me and three other guys that I work with. So we start on the 15th hole, which happens to be the one gimmick hole. And by gimmick hole, I mean all the whole, like all the different, you know, they have, you know, people, music, stuff going on. But this was the only one related to the actual golfing that had a gimmick. And the gimmick was they had a former touring LPGA pro. It's a par three over water. And the bit was if you donated $100 a person, so $400, you all got to hit and she got to hit. And if you were closest, (laughs) this this is the funny part. If you're closer to the hole than she was, any person on your team, you get entered into a drawing... (laughs) For a putter that costs about $300. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But then...
2: What a payoff. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Then if you donate above $400, you can pick the club she hits to give yourself essentially a better chance at being closer to the hole. And I think you got like extra, I think if you... Did it with $400, you got four entries. And if you did more, you got more entries, whatever. <clears throat> so we, of course, do it, right? It's for charity. I think we donated like $600 so we could pick her club. We thought about just being jerks and making her hit something really weird. But we're like, we. Uh, I think she had like a 58-degree wedge. We're like, yeah, we just want to see. see her put on a show. So we gave that to her. Obviously, it was her first shot of the day. She was to the left of the green. We got closer. Anyways, so we come all the way back around. We play our whole round. We end on 14. So, but essentially everyone's ending. So the course in front of us is open. We're like, well, we're going to play the last three holes again. Why not, right? So we pull up, and she's finishing up, and we, you know, started chatting with her. She was actually from Houston or somewhere around Houston, so we start talking to her and we're like, hey, did anyone not donate? And she's like, yeah, you know, the last group through, like it was acting like they weren't. And she kind of like shamed them. She's like, everyone's donated. And so the, she shames them into doing it. And she was a salesman, she had a few things going for her. And, oh. uh, okay. So we, so we ask her, we're like, so, you know, like, how much did you, you know, make on this first flight, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I think we're at, I don't remember was like eighteen thousand or twenty thousand in donations." We're like, "Oh man," we're really... like, "So, you know, do you get any piece of that?" And she's like, "Oh yeah," and we're like, "Oh really?" Like I was surprised she's being honest. She's like, "Yeah, we get fifty percent." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Never donate to charity.
1: Yes, that's like,
0: unbelievable. Yeah, that- She goes, they take out whatever we spend on travel, that comes off the top, and then the rest is cut in half, and they get half.
1: Half. I'm shook by this.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I was like blown away that it was that much and that she told us. (laughs) Wow.
1: Now, I don't want to break your flow, but when you're done with golf stories before we transition to Mexico, I do have a golf thing I need to interject, but I will do it at a time of your choosing.
0: I would say, let's do it now. We're on golf. Okay.
1: I played in a charity scramble on Monday this
0: week. Hmm. And Sounds unlo- like a day you should be working. It does, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> and for all my employer knows, I was working, which oh, is funny how that works, isn't it? Just
2: doing the in-between shots, go hit a few keys on the laptop trick.
1: Just keep the, uh, keep the mouse moving. But unlike Dave's tournament, I'd be surprised if they raised $400 cumulative for the whole event. (laughs) But as someone who plays a lot of these charity scrambles, and I know, Glenn, in your day, you probably did, too, before uh, Cliff Kingsbury in the Arizona airport and all that. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Before you let him down with your crutches. (laughs) Dave, besides the uh, LPGA, did this tournament you were in have any other gimmicks? Besides, I, I would assume you could pay for some mulligans.
2: <clears throat>
0: Honestly, that was the only the only hole was that one. And the gimmick was if you donated, you took it as a zero.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm okay with that. So, But you were playing a tournament put on by people that actually love and enjoy playing golf. And that's the way these scrambles should be. And my dream scramble would be a very hard course making you play from the furthest back tees and actually use the strategy of having to play one out of four shots. This tournament that I played was one clearly organized by people that have never golfed before and had so many rule gimmicks and loopholes that you would be amazed at what transpired so typical to these things when you register they say do you want to buy the mulligan package and then that usually gives you whatever the gimmicks are and then yeah if there's a, a whole specific gimmick that's extra $20 a piece it's at a country club Was it a very nice course that we'd all never played that was like we don't even know what the charity was like we, we signed up for it because it was at a course we wanted to play turns out it seemed like a pretty decent organization The proud boys. (laughs) So listen to these. So I we all pay the 20 bucks. They hand us a card and it says this is what your 20 bucks gets you. It gets you one mulligan each. It gets you the ability to pick up and throw your golf ball one time at any point on the course. It gets you one free shot with a nine iron from anywhere on the course that doesn't count as a stroke. Oh, Also, the throw doesn't count as a stroke. So like. If you putt close to the hole, you can toss it in the hole, and then it's like you made your putt. You get a yardstick that anytime you have a ball that's close to the hole, if it's within the yardstick, you mark how, much, how many inches of it you use, and then it counts like you went in. does it count as a stroke. You get to hit one shot of your choosing from the ladies' tees at any time,
0: each player. And this is for everyone. And you're each
1: person on the a, team if you, but, if you yeah,
2: if you buy the package,
1: yes, but it gets significantly worse, and I clarified this rule before we were going out. You only count the gimmick if you use it. so take a minute to process what that strategically means if you're playing this as an advantage player.
0: Well, I mean, you could all essentially hit a mulligan shot all the time.
1: What it means is you all tee off, then you all tee off from the ladies' tees. Then wherever your ball lands, you all throw it at the green. (laughs) So this was the most asinine tournament. It took us seven hours to play our round. (laughs) We shot a 51, and we walked in there and we said, we had to have won this tournament. And our our arms are all blown out from throwing golf balls. So you could do that more than one time? I thought it just... They, the non-golfers made the rule. The, the gimmicks were bad enough on their own, but it should have been, if you hit from the ladies' tees, you used your ladies' tee shot. Yeah. It's not, yeah. if you hit from the ladies' tees and you like your shot, you used it. But that's what it was, and we clarified it before we went out. Oh, no. So we post our 51, and we're sitting there thinking, we won this tournament, and then the rest of the stores start rolling in. 37? 45. 44, 41.
2: Yeah. That's ridiculous. It, it was the
1: stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I'll, I'll show you guys a video afterwards of us throwing golf balls from 60 yards out, which is harder than it sounds.
2: Oh, yeah. You think you can throw a golf ball a lot further than you actually can. Yeah,
1: you're holding that thing. And, and, you, and we, were, we were 60 yards off the green, and we said, hey, this would be a good time to all try the toss, because if we get one close, it doesn't count as a stroke. So we're basically laying one. <laughs> we're putting for eagle. And yeah, it was way harder than it looked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was
2: asinine. I haven't played in 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 very many that were that gimmicky. I know, um, a buddy of mine organized used to organize one. Didn't last year; COVID canceled it. But um, he always has a deal where there's there's one hole that everybody has to use the same putter. And it's a putter that is for like like a little kid's first set. like it's not plastic, like it's actual, you know, whatever, metal, steel, whatever they make those out of. I don't know. not a putter maker, <laughs> but uh it's, it's like two feet tall. So just imagine like my dad, at six, five and a half, trying <laughs> to use this this putter that's like a butter knife with a with a grip on it. And that's a pretty good bit. 'Cause you 'cause if you hit close, you only having to put it like five feet, no big deal. But if if you're like thirty five feet out, like <laughs> a, breaking right to left uphill, like that is it feels like you're putting it with a pencil. So before we before we get to Mexico, I'll
1: just very quickly run down my favorite gimmicks I've ever, ever encountered. So of course we've probably all done the air cannon, which is a blast. You know, you shoot the golf ball out of the air cannon that goes four hundred yards. I've been at one where they had a long drive pro hit your drive for you, which was hilarious to watch. I mean it's just, you know, one of those like way oversized clubs. But my favorite gimmick ever was the high the worst handy like the worst player in your foursome, the highest handicap. It's a par five with water. He gets to hit his first shot from with a nine iron or no it's not even it's not even with a nine iron it's with whatever club he wants but he's 140 out right in front of the water but before he hits you have to decide if you're going to use his shot or not but Mm -hmm. he's laying zero in the fairway so when we did this we had this guy that was terrible so he's sitting there 140 yards out and we're telling him like dude just bump the ball forward that's one. Then we're all hitting our second shot from there, and we're 130 oh, gotcha. yards out. Yeah. And he's like, guys, I I'll got I'll make this. It. <laughs> was that, was that it. Was I playing in Hoosiers. This? It was Hoosiers. <laughs> Coach, I'll make it. What do you think happened? We <laughs> right topped long. it. He it topped almost it. skipped across, but it did. I was
2: going to say he lined it right in there.
1: But yeah, I love those I love those gimmicks where you have a you have a real uh, you know, polarized outcome. If <laughs> it could it could be the best thing to happen to your round. You could be sitting on the green in one on a par 5 <laughs> or your guy just yeah, just skins it straight in the
2: water. <clears throat> Alright, take us to Mexico.
0: Oh, well, real quick, oh. one more thing from the golf tournament that was super funny was uh so and I also didn't know this till I got invited to this. It's technically not Bill Murray's golf tournament. It's the Murray brothers.
2: Mm, Brian, there's
0: like eight of them. Is Brian the dead one? Ugh, because one of them, one of them died like within the last year. Oh, he might during, have during the auction. They decided to let's talk about that. <laughs> Bring the room on down. But let's look that up. So, yeah, they were all there. They're sisters, too, right? Yeah, they're sisters, too. I okay. think there's, like, eight siblings total. Maybe seven now. <laughs> um, mm. But one of them, like, the one that honestly is, like, the most kind of MC in the whole thing is Joel Murray. Like, Bill Murray seems like he kind of doesn't really want to be there. <laughs> but so we're going out for our round, and the guys I'm playing with, they all played it last year. Or I guess it was cancelled last year or the year before. So we see this young, like uh, you know, college age kid walk by and he's got like uh OSU, Oklahoma State, like golf bag and head covers and all this stuff. And uh one of my buddy there is like yeah, he's like, watch this. He's like, That guy's I guarantee you that guy's on Joel Murray's team because it's basically like in The Wire when they have the basketball game between Prop Joe and Avon <laughs> and he gets like the D1 players. So apparently Joel Murray stacks his team, maybe they all do, but we definitely were we kind of crossed paths. I don't remember what hole they were on, but you know, we kind of could see them. So therefore some pulls up, OSU kid gets out par 4 just uncorks a drive like you know I don't know yardage but a lot further than any of us hit it on that hole no one else gets out of their carts out of the foursome they pull up he's probably I don't know 70 yards out 60 yards out he gets out chips it jars it in the <laughs> oh hole no. eagle. no one else on the team ever got out of the carts they just load up and keep going <laughs>
2: That is so the way to scramble. Right there.
0: That's the way to scramble. Yeah, All right. so then yeah, So how how uh how
1: bad was the diarrhea you got in Mexico?
0: <laughs> did not did not I somehow faded that so yeah, flew down to a uh, little place called Mayacoba, which is an area of Playa del Carmen, which is about four Forty-minute drive south of Cancun, so you fly into Cancun, and then you have to get the, uh, you arrange transportation with your uh, with your resort. That's key when you're going when
1: because otherwise you're kidnapped instantly, right?
0: Yes, it's it's very key to arrange transportation through your resort, even to the point when you're in the Cancun airport, they're making announcements. <laughs> like, hey, if you need a taxi there 's like taxi counters in this part of the airport only use them like don 't go outside <laughs>
1: like do not leave this
0: airport, yes, so sounds completely legitimate, yeah, so we already had you know had a transportation range, so we go out there, we get in the uh we get in the you know meet the driver who 's dressed like they say he knows who we are, whatever. So we're driving, and there's essentially one highway from Cancun down to Playa del Carmen. And we're getting close, and it's really funny because it's kind of like jungle on both sides of the highway, and the beach is off to your left. So like the resort's like, you kind of turn into the resort, which I'll get to in a second, and drive through a little bit of jungle, and then you're out resorts and beaches. So the guy's... (laughs) drivers talking to us and he he tells us like yeah you know he's like if you want to explore the jungle which not gonna do that but he's like he's like the jungle to the left side of the highway that's okay he's like the jungle to the right and he like points to the sign and there's signs like billboards on the highway that there's like jaguars (laughs) over on that side of the jungle (laughs) like it's like got, like, the no-smoking, like, of round people walking, (laughs) and there's, like, a picture of a jaguar.
2: Oh, wow. Never heard of that before.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. So, anyway, so we get to the resort, and that's a whole other thing, is you pull up, and it's, like, this huge gate with, like, people in, like, full fatigues and, like, machine guns, like, standing there. They take your picture, Mm -hmm. and then they, like, because we... I'll get to that in a second. We actually left the resort one time. And, I mean, they are... When you're driving in and out, like, there are checkpoints all over the place between the gate and the resort to make sure everyone in there is people that are supposed to be in there. And I don't know, is that just to deter normal crime? Or are they, like, worried about more organized cartel type stuff? Or...
1: But I feel like a couple of guys at the gate of a resort aren't going to stop Pablo Escobar if he decides it's time, right?
0: I mean, let's I know, be maybe the Cartels, maybe the cartels have a piece of all the resorts. <laughs> maybe it's their guys standing out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just say, that, like, you represent the you know one of the biggest assets that that country has <laughs> in tourism, and yes. if if there are uh, there's an American couple that whether it's kidnapped or just get you know, whatever happens to them, and that news gets around the world, and then everybody's like, "I'm not going to Cancun anymore." Yeah. Did you hear They're... about those two people? They got that they found him <laughs> hanging <laughs> in a tree in the Jaguar jungle. I'm not going down there. They
0: would say world-renowned podcast hosts found yeah, had dual by jaguar.
1: podcast host. Um. Everything so we, you're saying is why I would never go by the way.
2: It was similar when I went, and that was that was in a twenty seventeen but I don't think there were people with automatic weapons and in fatigues at the gate of the resort, but you know the the main highway that we took the you know the shuttle or whatever took us from airport to the resort. There was at least two or three stops. Where you stop, and there are multiple guys with machine guns who get the identity of the driver. He shows them some kind of a card. You know, I'm a shuttle driver. I, they may have done the where they check underneath the car or something like that. I don't know. I was just like, I just want to get there, and then <laughs> and then not leave until it's time to go to the airport. But I experience much the same thing. Yeah,
0: it's weird. Yeah, and the checkpoints on the highway are weird. Like, they have, like, full, I don't know if I'd call them speed bumps, but definitely, like, disturbances mm-hmm. in the road to make sure everyone stops. Really strange. So, yeah, I mean, we get to the resort, uh, which was awesome. Uh, by far the fanciest vacation I've ever taken. Uh, I'll also say this. There are a lot of absolutely miserable rich people, like <laughs> okay i mean we we go out to these dinners, and there's like this i there were some European of some sort, it's like family, it's like a guy and a wife, and it's like seventeen year old son We saw them you know three or four different times at different things, you know the restaurants or out on the beach always look just like. Like, they are on death row, just unhappy, just, like, sitting there. And it's like, guys, like, this is the greatest. This is a great place. Like, what's the matter? Um, How
2: was uh, was the beach scene?
0: The beach scene was good. I mean, you know, it's, I I don't know how they all are. I've never been, I've never done the Mexico beach thing. But our hotel was, like, a private beach, right? So, you know, you get out there and just lay around. There's people you know it's they have all the whatever day beds and chairs so as soon as you walk out there a guy runs out and puts towels and gets you water and drinks and all that so you don't have to you know it's not like a camp out beach scene it's all already set up and you just go out there but yeah it was cool the only thing that was bad was we um we're gonna snorkel and every day of the trip except the day that we weren't able to snorkel because we had uh spa day uh the red flag was out on the beach for currents and wind so they canceled
2: (laughs) snorkeling every day the red flag was out for (laughs) the car the cartel flag was out
1: i was i was going a different direction i thought it was out because
2: Juan Pablo Montoya ran into the jet dryer but <laughs> so okay so and the other thing on the on the beach how much how much unwanted nudity were you <laughs> exposed to on the beach cuz when i went whether it was from the european or from the 60 plus year old who just doesn't care anymore there was we did not plenty of that. have any of that man we had it <clears throat> every day and we even had it where you have either the, the 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 little you know chairs or you know whatever that you can reserve, yeah. or the ones they just place out there. I just remember one day we found a spot, and then there was just these two married couples, and I think I think they were actually American, if I remember correctly, and the wives tops off, and no way any of them were younger than like fifty five or sixty years old, <laughs> and they're okay. just like asking us questions and having just conversation with us and of course i told him about the podcast and <laughs> wanted to have him on but so we we got a whole just a whole face full of
0: it we did not get that the only interesting thing we ever had on the beach was there was a influencer that came and like was it like you a... <laughs> no <laughs> It was a hot girl, surprisingly. Did you introduce me?
1: her? Did you introduce her? Like, hey, I'm an influencer too. I have two podcasts. Two
0: podcasts. One of them yeah, focused man, around fitness. Uh, like she had a whole team of like a makeup girl and, all, you know, photographer. There's like five people and they had her out on the beach at the resort taking pictures and then in the little beach restaurant taking pictures. And then it was like, all right, I think we got what we need. <laughs> So I need to go like check that resort's like you know Twitter and Instagram and see if those pop up like oh I just stayed here cuz she was there for all of 10 minutes. But um
2: she had a charity golf tournament to get to <laughs> exactly.
0: But the uh really I mean you know it was just kind of a relaxing uh trip went to the hotel gym which was not that great but the one thing of interest was um actually a coworker of uh Mrs. Point Break Dave had, I think he may have lived there at some point, but he's like, Hey, if you guys are going, you need to go into the actual city of Playa del Carmen. And there's a place called, an area called Fifth Avenue. And he's like, It's very tourist friendly. It's very safe. Cinco Avenue. (laughs) Cinco Avenue. (laughs) This is true. Which, as, you know, Tommy. Mexico is very stabby, so I don't want to go, I don't want to go very far outside of the resort, so, but, you know, we'd heard good things, uh, even our driver told us there's a, on the way to the resort, uh, told us about a restaurant there that he was super high on, so we're like, all right, so we'll go, so we made reservations, we went to the restaurant, we, uh, we got a cab through the hotel, which... The clutch part of that was uh, tipping the lady enough that, hey, give us your cell phone number. And when we're ready to go back, we're going to call you directly (laughs) because we know you. (laughs) And that worked out. That worked out well. But the thing that blew my mind, and maybe I'm in the dark because, like I said, this was my first trip down there. We're uh, We're at the restaurant. And it is very, I mean, it's. Mexico it's it's not it's not uh, you know Las Vegas but it was touristy but right next to the restaurant and all over that area like every you know 40 feet there was a pharmacy
1: ah yes pharmacia
0: Pharmacia. (laughs) and apparently that is a very big draw because basically you don't need a prescription for anything in Mexico because all the signs are like just listing, obviously top of the list, main event, top billing, Viagra. Okay. But they had all kinds of. They had tramadol, right, they had OxyContin. Xanax. Okay. I don't know if I. They probably had it, but the one. I mean, just a litany of pain and sleeping and anxiety medication that you can't get without a prescription. How many one,
2: amino acids did you get?
0: <laughs> they, no, HGH was on there. They definitely had that. Not
2: and a bad ended, idea. How did,
1: you, how did you get that back to the States?
0: I did not buy any of that, but they, they had Z-Packs. You could just buy a Z-Pack.
1: You're in Mexico. It's probably not a bad idea just to <laughs> do that prophylactically.
0: But the one that as soon as I saw it, I fired off a, uh, a text to Tommy... Was SOMA's. Oh my gosh. If you're not familiar with SOMA's. Think of every favorite wrestler you had that died. <laughs> and SOMA's was <laughs> contributor. It's part of the toxicology report. Yeah, Apparently SOMA's are a muscle relaxer. Mm-hmm. It definitely was in Umaga's death. And I know all those guys used them all the time. But yeah. I actually went in, went, went went, in one of the pharmacies trying to find because I was going to get a picture of the bottle or box of somas <laughs> to send to you guys. But they had them like, I mean, they weren't like you could buy them, but they had them like not easily accessible. Like the lady had to hand it to you. I was like, she's like, what do you want to see? I was like, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, man. Somas still yeah. a thing, and uh, but I'll say this: the other thing I want to talk about is traveling. And I don't know how it is in other countries, but traveling to Mexico during COVID enormous pain.
2: Okay, so this was going to be my next line of questioning. As far as was the pain? Did it was it on the way back, or was it once you landed there as well? I mean, I know you got back. it through customs, but was that any more difficult when you got there, or just on the way back?
0: No, when we got there, it was you know pretty much a breeze. You got to fill out. That was the one thing that was kind of annoying. They didn't give you the stupid little thing to fill out on the plane. Like a lot of times, they'll give it to you on the plane, yeah. and then you just it's already done. Uh, you had to fill it out like while you were waiting in line, but that was fine. But then, yeah, on the way back, well, we start getting messages from uh, American Airlines like, "Hey." To leave, you have to have a negative COVID test within three days of your departure. Which wasn't a big deal because the uh, resort like had a side room off the lobby. And you just go in there and they do the test. And they send you the printout and the PDF and everything you'll need. But I was like, man, if you were at like a hotel that didn't do that, now you're like... I'm flying out tomorrow. I got to go into Mexico and find a doctor's
2: office <laughs> or do or it. at
1: least go to the right and find a jaguar that'll give you one.
2: <laughs> See, was uh was the was the test there anymore? What was it? Was it the nasal or was yeah, it the back of the throat? It was the, back the, of the, the nose. It was okay. the nose one. Was it and like honestly, the
1: half-hearted one where they just barely went in there or did they go full brain?
0: No, it it, it didn't feel like they went very far. I think they think they want them to all be negative
1: <laughs> yeah no i would assume yeah there's not they're not gonna they're not gonna scrape your brain at a at a five-star resort when they want. when they they want you to come back
0: yeah so but here's what was in this may just be a a system error that made it worse than it should have been so they have this thing called Verify, which is an app that's tied in with the airlines so the bid is like american airlines like go download this so when you go get the test you upload the document and you like put in your flight number and your name and all that and then you know they you know essentially share information so then when you go to check in your on your AA flight it looks up your name and the flight and it's like oh we see on Verify you know they have your documentation that you have a negative COVID test and you're good to go that's how it's supposed to work For some reason, for me and my wife, like we go to check in, you know, to on the AA app and, you know, put the boarding passes in our Apple wallet and all that, and it won't let us check in. It's like, you know, you don't have a negative COVID test on file, go to Verify, and it's, you know, the circular of we've already done that. So we're like, whatever. It never, it never synced up, so we're like, "Well, we'll just get to the airport." You know, we have the printout of the test; it'll be fine. So then we get to the <laughs> we get to the airport, and you know they have like a baggage drop line for VeriFly, but we're afraid to try it because we're like, "I don't know if they're gonna if we're gonna wait in this long line get to the front." And they're like, "Oh, it's not." So we just go into the. uh The American Airlines priority line Was super short So we're like we'll just go in there So we get in there there's like you know four people in front of us This lady Ties up There's two people working the counter This lady ties up one of them For the entire time we were there Like 25 minutes Her passport was expired And the lady Like keep the American Airlines Agent like goes off to the side And is talking to her I'm like there's nothing to talk about. (laughs) I understand that you feel bad for the lady, but there's, yeah, you can't fudge that. Right. You're out of luck.
1: You're going back to the consulate on that one. Right.
0: Yeah. So we finally get up there, you know, they were able to do it, but then you go up to go through TSA through, uh, security and Mexico has their own paper. I don't have COVID thing. You have to fill out like, after you've already done everything with the airline, so they, like you're halfway down the little you know queue line, and they're like, "Have you filled this out?" Or like, "No, what's that?" Well, you have to go back downstairs and go <laughs> oh, out here no. and get this form. You're like,
2: "Is it a is it a form or is it just kind of like a post-it note? You just kind of peel off and put no."
0: There's <laughs> like a guy like drawing little lines and boxes. Check one. Uh, but yeah, so it's a bit of a hassle just because you have to get the test and then when you have to fill out all these forms but got it done and yeah overall thumbs up it was a good yeah. time
2: infinity pool or no
0: infinity pool out over a lagoon yes hot tub the whole thing it's yeah that way to go. the infinity pool was heated and i, I will say this that uh Of course, I mean, the biggest benefit is you just have nothing else to do, so it's not like you're getting up early, rushing to the gym, so every morning, get up, go sit in the hot tub, get the body warm, stretch out a little bit, go to the gym, come back sweaty from the gym, jump right in that pool, and someone will be by to clean it later.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just a world of not my problem.
0: Exactly. And it was glorious.
2: All right, gentlemen.
1: Well, as we conclude this episode, we're all going to be together here soon.
0: Are we ever? About a week and a half. Yeah,
1: we talk about an international flavor. We're going to be together at the Circuit of the Americas for NASCAR's maiden voyage around the Austin, Texas-based circuit built for Formula One, now hosting a NASCAR event.
0: When should I expect you, fine gentlemen?
1: I'm glad you asked that question because we oh have a Lord. bit of a
0: problem on our hands. We're about to get fake Paul Baird so hard right so, now. So
2: Point Break underscore Dave has all, the, has all the tickets to this event, right? So as I long as do. I can get to him, I'm good? Yes. Okay. Let all me right, ask you this. Ahead.
1: Are these tickets perhaps digital tickets? Oh, No. Because we have a problem, gentlemen. So as has been common in the COVID era, so I, uh, I travel fairly often. I come back to Dallas quite a bit for different events. So when COVID hit, I had uh, a fair amount of plane tickets that I just kept rolling over and rolling over on the Southwest app as I, my f- events that I was going to attend were inevitably canceled. So at one point, I repurposed one of those for uh, a trip to Austin for the Circuit of the Americas. Now, another phenomenon of COVID is Southwest has been consolidating and consolidating flights because they don't need as many. So, you know, they might have had six non-stops from Nashville, uh, and then they go to four, and then they go to three. So my inbox is littered with, we've changed your flight, we've changed your flight, we changed your flight, because I have... I think, four or five active trips booked that I keep pushing back. So I've become desensitized to these emails. So when I was checking my travel plans for Austin, I realized that I might have missed a couple of emails about my flight being rescheduled. So instead of coming in Saturday afternoon, as was the original plan, they have rebooked my trip for Sunday. So I am now landing on the track. (laughs) <laughs> what? now there's no can you way
0: change it yeah you can you, change uh... it
1: you can change it for free within a window but that window had elapsed so now i can change it for no cost other than the difference in the ticket and this is where my problem lies at this juncture to change it to saturday uh if i combined that with the price of the repair i could actually buy a new refrigerator
2: <laughs> that's re-
1: so Man. I was able to change it to the earliest flight Sunday, which leaves Nashville before seven o'clock in the morning. So I will be on the ground in Austin, I think, at like nine thirty or nine
0: forty-five. Why race, don't you just change day. it and fly into Love and drive down with Glenn?
2: Yeah,
1: I'll actually look into that and see if that's a uh, if that's a viable cost option. I think the problem is they consolidated the flights so bad they're all more or less sold out. So the remaining tickets are priced at like ridiculous premiums for short notice.
2: Well, you you look into it because I will look into that. uh, that, That's Saturday. I've got um, we've got a couple of baseball games, so I think it's going to be at least like three or four o'clock in the afternoon before I'm going to be able to head out. So I'm not going to be arriving Austin way until I'd say seven. Saturday night is probably going to be at the earliest.
1: Okay, well, I will, I, I, I will investigate that possibility. But if that does not work out, I may be uh, taking the Uber Black from the airport directly
2: to the pit lane. I was going to say because I imagine this is going to be a pretty heavily attended event, and I don't know what the traffic is like getting in and out of there on on race day, but we're probably going to have to head out pretty. We have to give ourselves plenty of time, so I don't know if we're going to be able to well, wait, no, wait on you to land. And fitting. I'm also
1: under the impression that there will be qualifying and racing on the same day.
2: Is that right? I haven't that seen is, the, that. Is accurate. Yes,
1: as far as I'm to understand, that that will also be taking place. So I, I, hey, we do not I'm want good. to delay our arrival to the track. We know I am
2: good with an early morning, wake up, a nice trip to the gym, get ready, and then head to the track. And if we're there. Four hours before green flag i'm fine we'll, f- we'll We'll find a way to keep ourselves entertained.
0: That sounds like basically everything I had planned <laughs> trip to the gym and if Tommy can learn how to check emails and you guys get here Friday or Saturday night, got a nice little dinner idea for us so well,
2: what I are you doing
1: con- I will continue to work on this situation. The love field is an interesting an interesting option. There may be more there may be more flexibility.
2: You know what, if you can find a way to make it work, I can probably even come pick you up at the airport.
1: Oh, this is uh this is just getting better and better. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but there's also an Uber and Lyft shortage right now, so <laughs>
0: And then if you get one, they probably run out of gas. I line. really
1: don't know what's going on in the travel industry. So I traveled to Dallas last weekend for a, a, a card game, a poker game. I flew in Friday night. I flew home Saturday morning. Uh, about a week in advance of my trip, I went to Expedia to rent a car because it's it's uh, very easy to do that at love and usually saves a little bit of money. The entire... Love Field Car Rental Center was completely sold out of cars. They were a week out. When I landed, the uh, Uber Lyft pickups were 20-minute delays and in surge pricing, so it cost me $102 to take an Uber from the airport to the destination. And then $98 the way back in the morning. What's going on? This, This is why we should have voted for Trump, you guys, because this didn't happen.
2: He would, have, Under Trump. He, he would have kept the Hertz and Enterprise and all them from selling their fleet last year, which is why they have a shortage now.
0: Here's what I gathered from that story is Tommy will spend $200 on Uber surge pricing, but won't pay enough to get here on time because he can't check his email. You've cost yourself an extra two or three hundred dollars to change this flight and get here at the proper time, yeah, Suck I it up and do it
2: yeah <laughs> put your small refrigerator on your back <laughs> and start to carry this trip. make it happen. I hear you've got some new attire for this trip. Is this true? yeah, I will be sporting uh team twenty three x i I'll be getting great support from the crowd. I got a I got a great a great shirt. This is probably the only market where you'd get support for that. You're probably right, but it is uh yeah. It it supports the driver, the race team, and America all in the same shirt, so I think I hit the jackpot.
1: Well I'm looking forward to it. It may be maybe we'll find the time after the race to do a a post-mortem podcast and you'll find out if Tommy got there on time if Glenn was booed out of the track for his entire (laughs) choice if Dave Dave was able to get all of his sets in at the gym before we head up there
0: what a pinnacle moment it'll be when Glenn climbs the fence at Circuit of the Americas
2: (laughs) If, if right now if If Bubba Wallace wins the race I I might be making my one phone call to, to one of you guys.